In the name of Jesus, amen. amen. Please be seated. Dear saints, we've entered a new church year, and so right away on this first Sunday in Advent, we're reminded that our Lord Jesus Christ is triumphant. Hosanna, we hear, to the Son of David. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest, Matthew 21, 9. It's December, and the gospel reading is pre-Easter, right? Jesus is headed to the cross in our gospel reading, isn't he? Entering Jerusalem, teaching us that Christmas and Easter are not isolated events, but connected. They're part of the same saving work of our Lord, truly, we are right to say, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Jesus, the Christ, came to serve us in the highest possible way. So yes, Hosanna in the highest. What a way for us American Christians in our day and age to enter into what is popularly, casually called the Christmas season, but is known to many as the depression, anxiety, stressful season, and to the church as the Advent season. But there's no denying it. That's what we've created in our culture, a season that highlights all the things we wish we had. And not just stuff, although our wish lists are full, and I have multiple of them on Amazon. You can check it out yourself. They're public, so you can you know, know what to get me. But more painfully, the lifestyles we wish we had, the relationships we wish we had, the memories and the situations we wish we had. Regret seems to arrive with the reindeer. Sad sentiments might as well come with the first Santa Claus commercial. The fear of missing out overshadows Feliz Navidad. What ifs? and could-have-beens fill our minds between the events on our jam-packed calendar, which we participate in as part of our pursuit of what we think should be obtainable, momentary peace during what we're told, and deep down we believe is the most wonderful time of the year. None of us are willing to let go of that, though we haven't known that for years. We see the picture-perfect examples of lives lived well everywhere we look, don't we? Perfectly happy people. They populate every advertisement and promotion that comes across our eyes. Paid actors portray a fantasy so that salesmen can tell us it can all be ours if only we purchase whatever they're hustling. I really do want a new Toyota pickup truck. And I think I can go on that kind of adventure if I buy one. The reality is, it'll do the same thing I have with my Dodge. But those people look so much prettier than me. They look so much happier than me. And the sunset at the top of that hill, oh, I need it. What we don't see on our screens is reality. We don't see Broken families and neglected kids, abused wives, overworked husbands. 
We don't see alcohol and drug problems as presented as, as part of the holiday cheer. They're always the foil that sets the backdrop for that Hallmark movie, but they're not part of the cheer. Neither is adultery and I... No, wait. Adultery and idolatry are actually part of the holiday cheer these days, so never mind that. But no matter what lies we're sold, not all family fights end with peaceful resolutions in the warm sunlight of a Christmas morning that could have been painted or printed by Courier Knives, published in the Saturday Evening Post by Norman Rockwell, painted, or by Bob Ross with his happy little squirrels and his happy little trees and his beautiful, luscious afro. Greed, lust, anger, lies, heartache, and heartbreak, deception, dishonesty, disappointment, disenchantment with life. It's all in front of us. And no amount of Christmas decor can hide it. In fact, that only aggravates it. All of that is to say that sin doesn't go on vacation when the Advent wreath comes out. Things don't magically start flowing smoothly in your life because it's the holiday season. And for this reason, let it be known from here on out, if you didn't know before, many of you might have known this before, I am squarely in the camp that accepts Die Hard as a Christmas movie. You didn't see that coming, did you? Sure, perhaps it's not warm and fuzzy, like other Christmas flicks. But what does it have going for it? Our gospel reading. Triumph. Triumphal entry. Triumph over sin defines Die Hard. An unlikely hero wins the day after being bloodied and beaten. That's my life. I want that story. If you ask me, it's arguably the closest thing to a Christian Christmas movie Hollywood has ever produced. And then they made sequel after sequel after, I think, one more sequel. Praise be to Jesus. Think about it. John McClane, our protagonist, is an overworked, vice-riddled, anything-but-perfect cop with a receding hairline whose abs are hidden under a few too many beers and or donuts. He's separated from his soon-to-be ex-wife, which is a definite and decided burden on his kid we see in the, in the story. Sin is everywhere in the film, even in the setup. You see sexual morality the 80s movies. You gotta have at least some gratuitous sex scene. And you, you see the drug-addicted co-workers. You see greed and ambition displayed by the foil, that annoying reporter, right, who pops up in the next ones too. We even see the frustration of having to work during the holidays. What does that tell us? There's no fantasy of perfection to depress you or to stress you out. Give me that kind of Christmas movie, please. No perfect families. No sentimental lies to twist your emotions, make you feel all kinds of pathetic. And on top of the honesty, we get terrorists who beat and batter our hero every step of the way. This is the Christian life, isn't it? Sin-laden and continually complicated and compounded with every decision made. It never lets up. 
in fact, seems to always and only get worse. And so you start off arriving at Nakatomi Plaza, everything's going smoothly, maybe you're going to come out to the coast, have a few laughs, I don't know how the line goes, something like that. Then you end up barefoot, stepping on glass, shot up, beaten up, blown up. And yet, through all the trials, all the adversity, in the face of all evil and sin, there is triumph. Die Hard is a story that has us all saying, yippee ki melon farmer, to use the TBS version, because the regular Joe, against all odds, comes out triumphant in the end. You, dear Christian, you come out triumphant in the end. You're beaten and you're bruised. Maybe you're balding and proverbially, if not literally, bloodied by sin along the way. Yours and the sin of others committed against you. Yet through all of it, Jesus is our Lord and Savior. And he comes to you right where you are, no matter what season it is. And definitely not while you're hanging out in some winter wonderland, sipping hot cocoa and enjoying life. He comes to you where you live with your sin daily, even during the holiday season. He comes to you where the consequences of evil are always present in your life. He enters what a dork like me would call Nakatomi Plaza, your being, and then he takes down all the demons trying to destroy you, trying to seize you, trying to control you. And he rescues you by dying on the cross for you, which, in case there's any confusion, is not part of the Die Hard movie. <laughs> but it is the truth of Jesus for you. There's the original John McClain. Jesus Christ. Beaten and bloodied for you taking your place on the cross that you would have eternal life, forgiveness of sins, all the things that make up true, wonderful holiday spirits and seasons and all these things. Behold, your king is coming to you humble and mounted on a donkey, on a colt, the foal of a beast of burden. This is in humility, Matthew 21, 5. He comes to you in humility. He comes to you, dear saints, who have murdered and lusted, you who've coveted and cheated, you who lie and gossip, you who made, have made so many sinful choices in your life and who have endured so many sinful choices of others inflicted on your life. He comes to you, apart from all the romance and fantasy, without any air of make-believe and pretend, no fancy lighting or storytelling tricks to move you, to get your emotional spirit triggered and going, he comes to bleed and die for you. Comes to save you. Just Jesus, just a Jewish carpenter, the son of Mary and the son of God, born to die for you. The son of David. The fulfillment of prophecy is what that means. Who comes in the name of the Lord with the gospel on his lips Forgiveness of your sins on his whipped back. 
his pierced side. He, he comes with his baptismal redemption, connecting you to him and the blood he shed that cleanses you from your sins. He comes to be yours in repentance and faith. Jesus, pierced for your transgressions, nailed to the cross, that you would be reconciled to your Father in heaven, justified, holy, indeed triumphant in Christ. You are triumphant. And oh yeah, because of Christ, it's true. You, dear Christian, you now die hard. Amen. Now may the peace of God which surpasses all understanding. Guard and keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus to life everlasting. Amen. Amen.